Welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, it is a new moon week, and I have a new moon episode for you today, my friend. I offer these new moon episodes because I love how the moon cycle encourages us to incorporate regular self-reflection and regular intentionality into our lives. I also know that many of you are astrology lovers like me, and many of you are astro-curious. You want to learn more about astrology. So I'm excited and honored to talk about some of the the foundational concepts in astrology so that this episode is helpful both for this particular new moon in Taurus we have coming up and also helpful for you to maybe understand a little more thoroughly how astrology is interesting and helpful. I spoke at length about moon cycles in my very first new moon episode. This was episode five. It was on the new moon in Aries. And if you visit the beginning of that episode, you can learn about the basics of the moon cycles. There's the moon cycle that lasts about a month. There's another moon cycle that lasts about a year. And I talk all about the new moon and the full moon. I talk all about that in episode five. In today's episode, I'm talking about the new moon in Taurus, which is on May 11th. I also want to tell you a little bit about the elements and the modalities of the zodiac signs. So that's the teaching that is incorporated into this episode. So all the signs in the zodiac have elements and modalities associated with them. The elements you are probably familiar with, elements are earth, water, fire, and air. The modalities might be new to you. So there are three of them, cardinal, fixed, and mutable. You might shorthand these as beginning and middle and end, or as initiating intensifying, and then disintegrating. So those modalities, cardinal, meaning beginning, initiating, these are the signs that kick us off. Fixed, the middle or intensifying, are the signs that really sort of like dig in and sink in to a season. And then mutable or ending, disintegrating energy is where things begin to shift and to change and we begin to anticipate the beginning, the cardinality of the next cycle. Last month, I talked about Aries and I talked about how Aries is cardinal fire. So we've got fire element, which is transformative, bringing light and heat. And we've got cardinal modality, meaning that there's an initiating, leading, pressing forward vibe. Right now, we are in the heart of Taurus season. And Taurus is fixed earth, super different from cardinal fire. So 
earth element, meaning solid, centering, having a steadying vibe and presence, and then fixed modality, meaning that the vibe is is deepening and intensifying and thorough. So the fixed modality does not mean static or stuck. Sometimes we hear fixed and we, we think of something that's very kind of confined. Really what fixed mean is intense. It means thorough. Fixed earth isn't really like mountain rock. It's not like concrete. Fixed earth is like very nutrient-rich soil. I love what the astrologer Marin Altman reminded me about the fixed signs. Fixed signs represent the deep essence of the element and of the season. So think about it this way. Taurus season happens mid-April to mid-May. It is the very heart of spring in the northern hemisphere and of fall in the southern hemisphere. Leo season, Leo is fixed fire, is mid-August to mid-September, what we call the dog days of summer in the northern hemisphere, and what is the depth of winter in the southern hemisphere. We have Scorpio season. Scorpio is fixed water element, and that is mid-October to mid-November. It is the height of fall in the northern hemisphere and of spring in the southern hemisphere. And then finally, Aquarius, which goes mid-January to mid-February, this is fixed air, and it is the depth of winter in the northern hemisphere and the height of summer in the southern hemisphere. So fixed energy is saturated, it's intense, and it magnifies. Because Taurus is fixed earth energy, we're talking about a slow, steady, thorough saturation here. The sign of Taurus is symbolized by the bull. And maybe this is where it gets its reputation for being stubborn. While stubbornness may certainly play a role in our Taurian energy-rich friends, for me, it is much more accurate to say that Taurus is persistent. Taurus is committed. Taurus is thorough. I'm talking about elements and modalities because they help us to more deeply understand what kinds of energies we're working with in a particular moon cycle. Or if you're interested in astrology as a way of helping you to be more present to all of the different kinds of vibes and energies that are available to us, this is the place, Taurus season, to connect with earth vibes and fixed vibes. New moons in earth signs always signal a readiness for a next cycle in our material realities. When we have a new moon and an earth sign, and our earth signs are Taurus and Virgo and Capricorn, our bodies, our homes, our belongings, our surroundings, the world in which we live is about to make a shift. 
So new moons in fixed signs let us know that whatever seeds we're planting, and often actually in these seasons, we are literally planting seeds. We're doing our spring and summer crops here in May in the Northern Hemisphere. And then in Virgo season, which is in September, October, we're doing our winter crops. And then we are starting our seeds indoors and we're forcing our bulbs in in Capricorn season. We're literally planting seeds. New moons in fixed signs let us know that whatever seeds we're planting, there is some staying power here. It's got earth element behind it. So think about it. Spring cleaning is totally a Taurus season kind of thing. We're opening the windows. We're dusting off the sills. We're changing out the linens. We're putting away all of the coats finally, right? It's just past time to put those things away. We're pulling out the sandals. The plant life, the vegetation around us is changing. We're sowing seeds. We're nurturing seedlings. Our houseplants have this new life. It's so exciting. Mine are like sprouting leaves and new growth all over the place. In our markets, fresh spring produce is arriving, like really fresh asparagus and berries. There is newness afoot in our earth element. So the very first questions I'm giving you for this Taurus new moon have to do with how you feel in your surroundings, in your earth element. Oh, by the way, I have collected all of these questions into a downloadable worksheet. So you don't need to scramble to write them down or try to remember them. The worksheet is available in the show notes. In my dream come true, you will print it out or you will consult it while you journal. You'll make yourself a cup of tea and you'll give yourself plenty of time to really think about and answer these questions. Okay, so here we go. Consider your living space for a moment. This might be where you are at home. It might expand to include outdoor space. It might expand to include your neighborhood or your workspace if you happen to be someone who is now not working at home. Consider your living space, where you live. Where are you finding the most joy and pleasure these days? Which space feels the best? Which specific space feels the best? What are the vibes and the energies here? How do you feel when you're in this space? And Conversely, what is the least pleasing or maybe even the most frustrating aspect of your living space? What's the vibe of this part of your living space? And how do you feel here? And then what are three small changes? little changes 
that you can make in your living space to invite more of the vibes that are feeding you, that you're loving, and to banish the vibes that are bringing you down. Three small changes. So I want you to notice that I said small changes. In the new moon in Taurus, we are planting seeds. I don't know if you've been doing any seed planting, but seeds are tiny. They're little. Taurus definitely says that slow and steady and consistent and committed is what works. Aries season, that was for big moves. Taurus season is for small, small. So if you're frustrated by your closet, for example, start with just clearing maybe your underwear drawer. Something that you are interacting with every single day. Something where you could make a very small change upon which you'll be able to build. So fixed earth is like, hey, move in teensy, doable increments, seeds. And eventually, yes, there will be sprouts. Yes, blossoms will unfold. Yes, fruits will appear. But we're moving bit by bit. Okay, so the sign of Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus which brings in themes of what brings us joy and pleasure, of what we value, of where and how we relate and connect. So in the name of fixed earth, let's start with our bodies. How do you want to feel in your body? How do you want to feel in your skin, your muscles, your bones? What are you longing for? Do you want to feel tranquil or strong, deeply rested, more fully nourished? Do you want to feel free or graceful? Do you want to feel ecstatic? How do you want to feel in your body? And then what are the easiest ways to cultivate these feelings on the regular? So I've been noticing that I want to feel connected. I want to feel connected. I want to feel connected with nature with my beloveds. I want to be connected with my own body. I've been climbing up into my head and I want to stay in my body. I want to stay connected. So I actually would love to walk you through my answers to this question to sort of show you what I mean and also how small, how easy it can be to think about the kinds of changes that we want to make. So these examples I'm, I'm just hoping will help to open up your own imagination where this, this little project is concerned. 
So for me, that looks different ways. Connected with nature, you know, my my kind of idealizing, maximizing self would love to say like, oh, I'm going for long walks in the woods or I'm I'm taking a long weekend hike. But actually what I'm doing is so much smaller. Last week, I mowed my yard, which, listen, was like pretty impressive, y'all, because I did it with a manual mower, you know, no engine, just the blades that turn. I wanted to like sweat. I wanted to move my body. And for some reason, I just did not want to go to the gym. I didn't want to be masked up. I didn't want to feel air conditioning. It was a beautiful day and I wanted to be out in the sun and out in the green, even though it was super pollinated everywhere. I wanted to be outside. And so I noticed that the grass was all tall and I was like, hey, I will connect. I will grab the mower and I will cut the grass. So that was a really easy way. Okay, it was actually not easy. (laughs) It was a hard workout. But that was an easy way to connect with the outside world, right? Right in my yard. I'm also tending my houseplant jungle all the time. It's getting a little out of control, everyone. I'm 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 really becoming quite a fanatic <laughs> in the houseplant world. I have this whole jungle. But you know, tending to my leafies, like checking on them and watering them when they need watering, uh, working on my propagations where I'm taking little bits of plants that are established and then I'm snipping them and I'm making new plants. These are ways of feeling so connected for me to the magic of the natural world, and I'm loving it. Okay, so wanting to feel connected, I want to feel connected with my beloveds. And so I've been just kind of intending to be a little more affectionate every day, a little extra generous with the hugs and the kisses and the cuddles and the scratchies. And a little more connected with my own body. And this is actually a place where I really want to plant some seeds of consistency. Like I'm finding lately that I'm not always making time for movement. And I know that part of the problem is that my sort of criteria for movement is always maybe a little more ambitious, a little bigger than it kind of helps my actual doing of it, right? Like I'm like, oh, I should go to the gym for an hour. And then I'm, and then my brain is saying, oh, I, don't, I can't really go for an hour like that, you know, messes up my whole afternoon. And so then I don't go at all. So I know the thing to do is to sprinkle some little seeds in there and to plant these seeds of consistency around movement. Making these choices that are small, small. So I really invite you to think about any kind of embodied intentions for the Taurus new moon in this way. Whether it's around your body or your living space, small, small. I hope this is a relief. I hope this takes the pressure off. That is how... Taurus vibes would like it. So, in fact, speaking of taking the pressure off, 
I wonder if you, like me, have been hearing in some area of your life a little voice saying, whoa, 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 slow down, not so fast. Is there some place, some project, some relationship, some decision where you have been resisting the pressure to rush, where you have an intuitive sense that the thing to do is to proceed slowly. Where, if anywhere, in your life are you hearing a not-so-fast? And what would slowing down look like? What do you need to believe about how the world works, about time, about yourself? What do you need to believe to allow yourself to be more deliberate and more patient in this not-so-fast place? So at the same time that our Taurus new moon is in the sign of slow and steady fixed Earth, there are also, here in 2021, a couple of shake-it-up influences at play. We can hold that. We can hold contradiction. It makes things more interesting. So one of the shake-it-up influences is that the ruler of this new moon, which is Venus, is in the sign of Gemini. And Gemini is mutable air. Gemini is free, quick, changeable, lively. So Venus here is very curious. Venus here is a bumblebee. <laughs> Going from flower to flower, Venus here is interested in dabbling and exploring and experimenting. So perhaps some of your small, small steps, some of your little seeds, might involve following your curiosity. In the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which I, I really do quote this book all the time, I love this book, um, Liz Gilbert says that a creative life is one driven more strongly by curiosity than by fear more strongly by curiosity than by fear. And I have to tell you that the most extraordinary transformations I have witnessed in my coaching clients have come when they have answered honestly when I ask, what are you curious about? And then when they actually pursue their answer. So what are you curious about? Is there a place in the world that it keeps calling your name? Is there some skill or hobby or pursuit that keeps catching your attention in Venusian fashion? You know, Venus is all about pleasure and the good things, the finer things in life. Is there some kind of treat? or some kind of treatment, or some creative modality that has been piquing your interest? 
And what is the first step you can take toward exploring that curiosity in earnest, not just thinking about it, but actually because our Taurus new moon invites it, doing something, making it manifest. Another of the shake it up influences for this new moon is a trine with the planet Pluto. And yes, I said the planet Pluto, even though Pluto's not a planet, but is a planet. Listen, Pluto defies classification. And what Pluto really says is that we must be very real, very truthful about the aspects of our reality that are out of integrity and about the aspects of our reality that we as humans just do not fully control. Right? Pluto itself is beyond our control. It defies classification. It defies capture. It says, hey, this whole thing is way bigger than we know. So the trine from Pluto is supportive. And it is asking, hey, what stands in the way of your ability to pursue pleasure? To follow your curiosity? What's in the way? What changes do you need to make in your home, in your routine, in your work? What changes do you need to make to have more time and space and energy for creativity? And maybe even most importantly, what changes do you need to make in your thinking So I have found lately that, yet again, this is a tendency of mine, my super high standards are getting in the way of my creativity. I am like hyper-editing projects before I've even begun them. I'm hyper-editing the idea of them. And so I know that for me, in order to make more space for creativity, I need more ease. And I can create ease in so very many small, small ways. It begins, of course, with the belief that ease promotes flow. I believe that ease promotes flow. When things aren't flowing, ease will help. So I can use a spell. I can ask myself, what is the easiest way to do this when I'm looking at a project. I can also bring ease physically into my life. The way I was talking earlier about how I wanted to bring connectedness in, in an embodied way, here I ask myself, how can I bring ease into my life? Well, I can prioritize ease in everything from getting dressed in the morning to making dinner and lunch. I'm imagining wearing flowy clothes and eating simple meals and hopefully inviting ease into my everyday, infusing my life with ease 
in a way that helps to open up my creative expression. Okay, I super hope you will take time to consider these questions, my friend. Because there is so much support for this new moon. Jupiter, planet of wisdom and generosity. Jupiter is moving into the sign of Pisces, where it's very happy, just a few days after the new moon. And it is bringing this tidal wave of supportive, expansive energy. Also, just a few days after the new moon, there's a trine between Mercury and Saturn. I really love the way Molly McCord, another astrologer, was talking about this aspect. She was saying that it's like an awareness has been arising in us for a long while now. Like we've had this deep knowing, but kind of beneath the surface. And now, finally, our minds are going to click. Our minds are going to get on board. She said, they're the last ones to arrive. They're the last to get on board. But the mind is going to get on board. We'll understand more consciously and more clearly whatever that subterranean awareness has been. So when Molly said that, my guts were like, yes, 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 (laughs) because I've not known, known exactly what it is, but my heart and belly have been holding something like something is growing, something's happening. And maybe this is speaking to you, too. If it is, I'm so excited for us. There have been seeds germinating beneath the surface. and. In this Taurus new moon, we can honor them as they break through. Maybe, though, your head already got the message from your guts, from your heart and your belly. Okay, beautiful. This Taurus new moon is here to support you in tending to it, in helping you to make the small, small adjustments in your life, in your environment, in your surroundings, so that you can tend that which you are wanting to tend. It's also very possible that you are listening to this and you are like, Natalie, my heart is quiet or broken. My guts are all twisted up. I don't, I don't actually know what they have to say, or I'm just trying to make it through each day. I'm not checking in on that level. In which case, I am sending you huge love. And I'm also really believing that the questions I've given you in this episode, the questions on the little worksheet, will help you to open up those lines of communication between your conscious mind and your body, your heart. And will help you to make those small, small actions that will help you to support keeping open the lines of communication. So, also in honor of the new moon in Taurus, I wanted to talk to you about making altars. Altars are really fun. 
and they are not so mysterious. I mean, they're like, they're witchy, yes, but they're not so mysterious and they're quite easy to make. And what they become, what an altar becomes is this manifest, like a physical reminder of your intentions. And that's beautiful. So also included in the new moon worksheet is a little easy one, two, three, easy how to make an altar, but I'll just, I'll go through it here so you can get excited about it. So the first thing to do when you're making an altar is to choose where you're going to put it, which is a space that you'll want to be able to clear. So I've had altars everywhere from a windowsill to a shelf on a bookcase Currently, I'm putting my altar right on my mantle above the fireplace. An altar could be really anywhere, but you'll want it to be a space that you can clear and clean because that's the first piece. The new moon is this, it's a new cycle, a new beginning, and so we want to start fresh. So the very first thing to do when you're making an altar is to prepare the space for the altar. Clear the space, clear the shelf, clear the mantle, clear the little table, clear the space. When I'm thinking about what to put onto my altar, I'm remembering that this is so much more about feeling. It's about what feels right, what is personally meaningful, than what is prescribed. An altar is for you. It's to remind you what you are wanting to honor or remember in this next cycle of living. I do have a very spacious guideline for you that might help you in your creation of your altar. So I will give that to you, but I want you to know there's no right or wrong. It's really like, does it please you? Does it speak to you? Does it evoke for you the vibes that you're wanting? The meaning, is it bringing forth for you the meaning that you are wanting? Okay, so here's the spacious guideline. I like to think about representing each of the four elements in my altar. So representing earth. Okay, earth element is like something solid. That might be a crystal or a pretty rock or a shell. It might be some small meaningful trinket. For example, I have a a Russian doll, a nesting, a nesting doll that I love to have on my altar every once in a while. So earth element, something solid, something material. Water element, something living or has been living. So something juicy. So this might be a cut flower. It might be a small plant. It might be a piece of fruit. So representing water element with something alive. Even, you know, some some sprigs of lavender or a pretty branch that you found represents water element. 
fire element. So this is actual fire, <laughs> a candle, a candle almost always. Uh, and, you know, I really love a candle because a candle reminds us that the altar needs to be tended. The altar isn't just something that you set up and then completely leave. Um, although, of course, you you will do that, right? It's not like you're going to be sitting in front of it hour by hour. But the candle reminds you, oh, this this thing needs tending, meaning that sometimes I'll want to light the candle and sometimes I'll need to snuff the candle out and that when the candle burns down, I will need to replenish. I will need to revive it. I'll need to give more fuel. So a little bit of fire element brings that dynamism and light to your altar and also reminds you this takes tending. This takes tending. Okay, so finally, air element. Air element is really all about communications and ideas. And so this is the place to use words or images that are meaningful. Sometimes for me, this is a tarot card or an oracle card. Sometimes it's a little collage that I've made. I have lots of soul collage cards, and so I'll, I'll choose a soul collage card that really speaks to me. Sometimes it'll be a card from someone else or maybe a, a photograph. So air element really about communications, about ideas and visuals, words. It's about what is in our, our heads and hearts. So assembling the altar, you do it in a way that is pleasing to you, that feels nice to you. You have your nice, clear, clean space. You can put your various components, your earth element, your water element, your fire element, and your air element onto the altar. I always kind of sit back, and again, I'm guided here not by my kind of like logical mind, but much more by feeling and intuition. It is so much like, what are the vibes I'm wanting and how can I, how can I conjure these vibes in a physical way that yes, every time I walk by, whether consciously or subconsciously, I'm registering, ah, this vibe is in my space. So. How do you use your altar? Well, you might light your candle while you're doing your new moon reflections. Maybe at the time of the full moon, you'll come and edit your altar. I often do that. At the full moon, I'll come and I'll edit my altar to reflect maybe some things that I've discovered or learned over the course of the first two weeks of the lunar cycle. And then, of course, after about a month's gone by, it's time to clear and clean and put the whole thing away and then to begin again. When we work with lunar cycles, what we learn more than anything is that growth is not linear. Our journey is not linear. From point A to point B is not a straight line. It's a circle or a spiral. 
we grow, we live in spirals, in cycles. And so there really sometimes is a going back. There really sometimes is a revisiting and editing. There really sometimes is a slowing down, a returning. But it's never taking us away from ultimately where we're going. This is how we get where we're going. So with this new moon in Taurus, may you plant those small, small seeds in your life, in your surroundings, in your own body, in the way that you are interacting with this earth, with this earthly life on this planet. May all of us plant these seeds to do it in a sustainable, in a life-honoring way. Thanks so much for joining. Go grab that worksheet. It's in the show notes. And bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.